This is the Shape America podcast, hosted by Colin Brooks and Matt Pomeroy, making 50 million strong by 2029. I'm your co-host, Stephanie Sandino, and my counterparts here in spirit, Colin Brooks and Matt Pomeroy. Thank you to everyone tuning in to yet another episode with us. We have a very special podcast lined up for you today. We will be talking recess with two amazing guests. As many of us wrap up the school year, we begin to start reflecting and developing a list of points that we would like to change, improve, add, or even take away from our programs. Oftentimes, when I was a K-6 elementary physical education teacher, I always wished, gosh, I wish my students had a little bit more time in the recess department. So with that being said, we are so happy and grateful for our two stellar guests to be able to spend some time with us today. Without further ado, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Shannon Michael, and I am a health scientist at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and I work in the school health branch and lead the activities related to physical education and physical activity. I'm Michelle Carter. I'm a senior program manager at Shape America. Um, I'm a former health and physical education teacher, and I work closely with a lot of our initiatives around physical education and physical activity. And I have a little different path. Um, I actually um, am a health educator. Um, uh, my background is in health education and taught a little, a little bit of health education um, at the high school level. Um, but then um, ended up going back uh, to school for my uh, master's in public health and um, taught at the University of Florida their um, health, educa um, health education class for elementary schools and how for we had teachers from the Department of Ed come into our Department of Health and we helped talk about how to integrate health K through five. Uh, and then from that experience went on um, to the Centers for Disease Control Prevention and did a lot of work around the connection between health and academic achievement and um, protective factors, how to keep kids um, safe and healthy. And recently, um, well, I say recently, probably about five or six years ago, went back for a PhD in um, educational psychology. So we understand how, understanding how kids, why kids do what they do, and then understand how to motivate them to choose healthy behaviors. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm a former health and physical education teacher. I taught, um, I have experience teaching preschool through grades eight. I taught in the District of Columbia Public Schools and I taught there for about six years. And then um, I had the opportunity to come work for Shape America, which has been great. Um, I've learned a lot and have been able to work with a lot of great people. But what kind of pushed me out of the classroom was, um, and I'm sure some people who are listening might feel, can maybe understand this too, but um, the lack of support from my principal. So I was just kind of looking and I was able to find this amazing opportunity and it's been great. I've been here about five years with Shape America. And so um, I work with our Teacher of the Year program. Um, I help create our physical activity calendars that are on the teacher's toolbox. 
I work with our physical education council and physical activity councils and several different um, task forces that stem from those. So those are probably my bigger responsibilities within Shape America. And um, I also work with our physical education and teacher education um, accreditation through CAPE. It's amazing to hear your stories and background. I think both of your paths definitely embody what we wish our end goal to be or kind of, you know, what the big picture is, which is helping students become confident, competent movers in a wide variety of activities and environments as well. Now, coming from a health and physical education background, I'm sure the topic of recess has, re has risen to the surface at one point or another, and it most definitely has in your roles today, I'm sure. So let's start with the why. Why is recess so important? So I can jump in first here, um, and um, you know this is this this is an interesting topic because I get a I get um, I I get to talk to a lot of different friends about their kids in recess, and that, that's the it's we have this conversation quite a bit of. Let me tell you my story about my child's um, recess program, and um, you know a lot of these parents know the value or see that physical activity can be an important piece of the school day. And, um, and so the way that we talk about it from, uh, from a public health perspective is of course we want um, recess to be used as a way to get um, more physical activity because we know physical activity um, helps improve the physical development, social and emotional development, and even mental health. Um, um, and so uh, that's that's the angle that we come from, but I also um, we also talk about um, uh, we also look at it from an academic achievement perspective. And looking when we talk about academic achievement, we talk about different pieces, the antecedents, so get kids getting physic being physically active, they're more like they're they're going to be more focused, have better memory, better be able to concentrate. And then, um, and then we talk about behavior. That's another piece of academic achievement and the behavioral pieces. And, the, and we know that kids that are more active are less likely to be disruptive in the classroom and again, have behavioral issues. And then finally, and I think what really resonates with administrators is that per academic performance, improved grades, test scores, and those sorts of things. Absolutely. Um, just piggybacking off of what um, Shannon said too, it's just an opportunity for really kids to have a chance to be physically active, especially, um, you know, not every child gets physical education every day. So if they don't have physical education that day and then they don't have recess, they've lost an opportunity um, to be physically active. So it helps contribute to that 60 minutes of physical activity a day and I think one of the things um, that's important too is that this should be for all students um, grades K through 12 and I know we typically the norm is we think in elementary school for children to have recess but it's equally important for older students in secondary levels to get that opportunity for physical activity as well um, for the same reasons I mean it's you know they I've heard I've read articles on um, the internet about how sitting is the new smoking 
um, and that sort of thing. So that, you know, combating sedentary behavior and sitting for long periods of time um, and that sort of thing. So really kind of instilling that taking the time for physical activity at a young age that, as you said earlier, Stephanie, um, that end goal of um, having a physically active lifestyle for a lifetime, um, hopefully that can be instilled by placing recess as something important in a child's school day. Absolutely. Just now we are completing our state testing and you can really see this at play. Uh, just a couple days ago, uh, Matt Pomeroy and Colin Brooks and I were, well, Matt was mentioning he had recess at his middle school. Now, I'm not sure, I'm not quite sure about the East Coast, but that's extremely rare out here on the West Coast. It's, it's so rare even, I don't know one middle school around me that has recess or some type of recess program, um, at least at schools that are labeled, you know, junior high middle schools. Um, our kids are sitting down for hours upon hours taking these grueling tests and the only chance they get to move around is during lunch and that's if the basketball courts are available to them um, as well as their PE period and again that's only if they're not getting called back into testing so right away I notice a huge difference when they get to me their demeanor and their attitude is it's the first to go and they are just downright spent to, and to be honest I definitely don't blame them one bit and just for you know perspective purposes these students are seventh and eighth graders who are coming from mostly a K-6 setting where they had at least one and most likely two recesses a day so I really do hope that the conversation we're having sparks some ideas at the middle school, high school level because they need it just as much as elementary students. And you even see it sometimes at the elementary level where students are being pulled out of PE or sitting down during their recess for missing work or even some behavioral situations or instances. You know, it's unfortunate because we, uh, educators who work in the uh, health and physical education worlds, uh, we get it, we see it. It makes a huge impact when students have the opportunity to just move. So this brings me to the topic of structured recess versus unstructured recess. You know, I've been in a situation where a principal wanted me to delegate recess with specific games that students can play. In other words, your structured recess, or at least that's what some label it as. But I've also been in a situation where the administration was okay with letting students roam free on the playground with, of course, those safety precautions and expectations, um, as well as with the allotted playground equipment that their classroom teacher had for them which would be your unstructured recess. So with this being said, what do you think are some effects of structured versus unstructured recess? So I know we, we talked quite a bit about this as we were developing the strategies for recess in schools with Shape America. Um, 
And the one thing is we, we actually shied away from using that terminology because I think people use it different. It's defined different ways for different groups. Any, I've, I've heard where people said structured means anything that they do to influence the kid kids experience at recess is considered structured. Um, I've heard other people say that that's not the case. It's, you know, structured means they don't have a choice in, in what they do at recess. So the way that we kind of, I think, I don't know if it's skirted around the issue or we just um, really wanted to focus on choice. So we wanted recess. We wanted to make sure that Again, recess is provided to all all students K through 12, and the the main point is is that they get to choose what they want to engage in during that time. And um, um, there's been quite a bit of research on play and as it relates to recess, and that's extremely important. We want kids to play. That brings out creativity. That brings out the the um, the ability to socialize with their peers, and and it leads to you know learning about cooperation, following rules, problem solving, negotiation, sharing. And so those things, so we, like I said, we shied away from that terminology because we know whether it's structured or unstructured, they are still going to get benefits. It's still going to be a positive impact on, like I said, social skills and behaviors, class engagement, um, and other, and, and academic outcomes. So, um, uh, I don't know, Michelle, if you have additional thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, structured versus unstructured. I think, too, people tend, I've heard personally, negative connotations around structured recess. But I think Shannon makes a good point that just even if you, and I'm doing air quotes, you can't see it through the, uh, the podcast, but if it's structured, it doesn't mean that you're taking away that student student choice. There's just as much choice, if not more, in my opinion, depending on how you um, set up the recess or design it for students. Um, And some of the recess strategies talk about putting marker, um, playground markings. Um, They talk about having activity zones. Um, And so these uh, strategies, if you implement them, they actually can increase physical activity. So I think some people think about my middle school had... um, actually had recess too. And I think I agree with your sentiment, Stephanie, that that's probably something that's more rare than common. And, you know, you may see kids that just choose to sit and that might be okay on some days, but when you provide um, activities and some choice that it kind of encourages students to be more physically active. Um, so there's benefits, I think, to both. Letting kids just run out and have at it. And then if you also provide things for them to do, um, But the the key is that they have that choice. They get to select how they're um, choosing to engage in physical activity. And um, I was also going to piggyback on the comment about middle school and high school. Again, it's all about choice and what we call it. So I know in the document, in the strategies document, we talked about recess um, we've got, I don't know, Michelle, if you've, how much, you know, feedback you've received, um, folk, it's really hard. I, I recently presented, um, at the, at the principal's conference on recess and I had, I would say 90%, 95% of the folks that um, showed up to my session, um, ended up being elementary school principals, mm-hmm. not middle yeah. or high. And so, the, you know, the, so the term recess definitely is associated with elementary. 
schools. But what we said in the, uh, what we've trying to call it is an equivalent period of physical activity that gives kids choices, whether it's drop-ins, whether it's, um, you know, a place where they can do yoga that's available or intramurals during lunch. It's again, that um, still building in 20 minutes or more um, somewhere throughout the day. And I think you're right. I think one of the most common questions I've have received is what does that look like at high school? Um, what would you do with high schoolers and middle schoolers when you, and yeah, the term even recess, you think elementary, are they going to buy into it? But right, it's just more so providing a period of time um, for physical activity. And um, that might be playing around with the schedule, putting 20 minutes at some period during the day where everybody can choose um, physical activity. So it's just, I think at that point it would looking at your school schedule and then um, really being creative with it a little bit to figure out how can we do this um, to allow students to be physically active. Because I, um, Stephanie, you said, I mean, you're at the middle school and I have, you know, I don't have kids at the middle school, but I have a lot of friends who have kids at the middle school. And that that is the the biggest complaint that they have is that these kids literally come from elementary school. They have physical education more, they have recess more, and then they go into middle school, which is tough. Mm -hmm. And also when you think about self-esteem and all the other mental health and emotional issues, um, they, they something that could help them feel better and actually it promote um, socialization. Um, they take it away. Absolutely. So I know, and especially that sixth grade transition can be rough on um, yeah on those little sixth graders. They come in from fifth grade and being yep, at the top, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to remember where my classes are and get there before the bell and mm-hmm. make sure I have all my stuff." So yes, I agree completely with the anxiety and then just going through the hormones as your your body, their bodies are changing. That's a great point. Yeah, it's, that's it. You got, you guys hit the nail on top of the head. Um, Mm -hmm. And for, for my district, for example, we don't have elementary physical education teachers. So we have students coming to us with, you know, they have recess and um, their PE time could be yet another um, kind of time block of recess. So it's it's a whole different ball game where they're coming to us for PE and they're like, holy smokes, what is this? We're, we're doing PE. We have to do what? We have to do this. We have to do that. We have to learn this. This is this is so much, and and you guys are are right about the compound emotions. They're they're getting all of these, you know, feelings, and the hormones are coming in. So, it's it's just a lot. Middle school is a lot, and it's a huge transition um, from K six to all of a sudden going to a seven eight school, and it's yeah, they need that release and when they do get a chance to get on those basketball courts for a lunch recess, like, I don't, I have no doubt that they're back in the classroom, like, fully engaged and ready to go. Um, so I, I almost wish, like, we can, like, change the name for, like, recess at the middle school and high school level, and I thought what you brought up was 
absolutely amazing as far as like, hey, why not open up a space at school for yoga or why not open up at the high school level, maybe the weight room, you know, have like signups and say, okay, this many students will be in the weight room at so-and-so time at so-and-so day and have a mini workout and have, you know, maybe a teacher that is available at that time in their supervising and maybe having a workout of the day. That would be amazing. I was, um, so I taught at the high school and I was the health teacher in the back. It was a back building, but half of it was a classroom and the other half was the weight room. And so I would go during lunch and I would have students that would that would work out with me or would, would you know, some would eat lunch and some would, some would work out with me during that time because I was there able to supervise. Yeah. And even intramurals, I mean, think about high school sports. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to play for your school, that's just a small percentage of students who can participate in athletics, but even creating as one of those options an intramural um, program mm -hmm. too is another way to engage students too. So it's just about providing that opportunity um, for them to mm -hmm. engage and then how they, they can choose how to engage. And then, you know, the whole thing yeah. with yoga, that mindfulness that was really popular. I saw quite yes. a few sessions um, in Nashville around mindfulness. Um, and the, which also goes back to that, you know, I think social emotional peace and stress management too, that those are skills that you can carry through into your life, um, into adulthood. It's really important. Um, there is one, one image that comes to mind when I think about physical activity, these opportunities for physical activity. It was an image of this little boy. He had all these bags with him and on the bags, it said hunger, tired, um, abuse, um, asthma, all these sorts of things that he, basically these bag, this baggage that he brought to the school. And then he was, exp and he's looking up at his mat, the, the teacher and saying, sorry, I'm late, I'm late for math class. And the, 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 the image, the thing is, is how are these kids that are coming to school with all these bags, all these, all their baggage, how are they expected to be ready to learn? And so how I think physical activity is one strategy to help them reset, you know, to reset whatever. I mean, they can't, we can't solve it through. We Of course, we can't, physical activity can't solve their problems, but they are expected to perform at school. And so how can we help, how can we have, how can we help them be ready to learn the best we can with everything else that's going on in their life? So. And one thing I do want to add that's um, to is I don't, we focus on recess and physical activity, but one thing that I kind of want to add that I feel like we don't want to forget too is that physical education piece, is that mm -hmm. physical education is that foundation where students can learn skills. And then I, I look at recess and physical activity opportunities as a way for them to practice mm -hmm. or apply the skills that they've learned in physical education. And mm -hmm. um, there's actually um, an article that's going to come out, and I think it's strategies, but it talks about it's, it's really interesting about um, students who talk about uh, reasons they like physical activity and physical education. And one of the things that they mention is that when they feel confident about their skills, it encourages them to be um, physically active. So that's where that connection comes in too. They have physical education, they're learning these skills, and then they have a chance to apply them. Um, I think it feeds into each other to, for them to continue to um, be physically active for a lifetime with the yoga. If you, oh, I learned how to do yoga in my physical education class, 
I can now go to the yoga room and I can try it out and I feel confident that I can go into a setting or if there's weightlifting, I feel confident about how to navigate in the weight room, um, those kinds of things. And I think that's what all those examples can be also integrated. So whether if it's at the elementary school, it can be integrated into their recess experience. If they're at the middle and high, they could be creative of where they might hold those or experience those different things. But I agree completely that physical education is the is the foundation. And that's where they get that knowledge and those skills and confidence to be active for a lifetime. All right, everyone. This is Colin Brooks, one of your co-hosts of the Shape America podcast. That concludes Shape America Recess Podcast Part 1 here. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Shape America Podcast. Please tune in to Part 2 to finish this conversation. Uh, We appreciate you listening. Take care.